Have you got an idea for your own podcast just like this one? Well, join us at Anchor because Anchor is the easiest way to make your very own podcast. It gives you all the tools that you need in one place for free. You can record right from your phone, tablet, or computer. And with the creation tools Anchor gives you, it allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds top of the line. And they'll even do the distribution for you so it can be heard on outlets such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And then you can make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership required. So what are you waiting for? As soon as you're done listening to this show, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it today. Live from the Dean's Den, the Dean of Wrestling Referee Steve Kane with Wrestling News, Wrestling Views, and Wrestling Reviews. Sit back, pop a cold one, and get ready for Live from the Dean's Den. Hello wrestling fans and welcome to the latest edition of Live from the Dean's Den. I am your host, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane. Unfortunately, we begin this week's episode with some sad news. On Monday, Paco Alonso, who was the president of the CMLL in Mexico, passed away at the age of 67. Um, There is no reporting as to what uh, was the cause of death but uh, found this out uh, through a a very emotional um, posting by uh, Chris Jericho on his uh, Instagram page and uh, one of my good friends um, Kevin Lofnane known professionally as uh, Kevin Quinn was also uh, in CMLL for quite a while and uh, he had said that uh, Paco was the one who gave him his breakdown there. So uh, sympathies to the friends and family of Paco Alonso. Now, um, <clears throat> we have to uh, talk about a uh, big uh, controversial story that started uh, coming out on the 4th of July. But it's not been covered much by the... Uh, mainstream wrestling press and still to this point I am not sure why because of the fact that it at least indirectly involves um, WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler now um, Jerry of course also had his own podcast called Dinner with the King now the podcast his uh, co-host was a gentleman by the name of uh, Glenn Moore and he and Jerry had been uh, friends for uh, almost uh, an entire decade. Now, um, what is going on is that apparently Moore was using the uh, Dinner with the King Twitter account to scam fans into purchasing what they thought was going to be artwork and merchandise that had been drawn and uh personalized by Jerry Lawler and they never received it now the uh, story really comes out because of a uh, foundation called Allie's Ray of Hope and this is a foundation started by uh, the parents of a uh, young lady whose name was Allie Ray. She passed away due to a uh, grade one brainstem tumor and cancerous tumors in her cerebellum and spine. Now, what happened was that uh, Glenn Moore set up through Twitter with um, Allie's Ray of Hope to... um, send to well to sell them some merchandise and uh, there are uh, transcripts from the from this uh, Twitter 
uh, conversation where he, um, where uh, this gentleman offers, where Glenn Moore offers them uh, a supposed Batman color sketch that would be drawn by Jerry Lawler for um, $200. And then they um, negotiate uh, certain other, certain other terms. And then um, <clears throat> he manages to get the, uh, get the scam up to having them pay $320. And he charges them the $320 through a PayPal that apparently might have been uh, set up under the uh, podcast name, but in fact, in actuality, was going to uh, Glenn Moore's account. Now, um, in addition to the Batman sketch, there was... Uh, Supposedly a uh, crown that was going to be offered and uh, as part of the deal. So this really, so this really gets into a lot of a lot of stuff and a lot of uh, and a lot of money that these people and these charities are out because of this of this guy um and so um Allie's ray of hope um if you would if you would like to uh um help them out they are at uh p.o box 2181 mount juliet tennessee 37121 and they are available at alliesrayofhope.org. That's A-L-I-S-R-A-E of hope.org. Um, so that is that is a really really big story right there. Um, now there seems to be a uh, follow up here on. Um, on this, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to click that out and then uh, get into a lot of the uh, news that's happened. Um, so, and this is a this is a story um, that appeared on the sixth. Um, so. <clears throat> So now, so now, um, now Jerry, so, so Jerry Lawler on the second, um, announced that, uh, there will be a new podcast called The Jerry Show that, uh, would be starting in about a week. So that means sometime this week it should be coming out, um, with a gentleman by the name of, uh, Sean Reedy co-hosting. Now, um... He's now so Lawler posted this on the fifth. He says, "I'm sure many of you have heard that some of my fans have been taken advantage of through a dishonest scheme that I was never aware of. Let it be known that I am not doing art commissions, nor do I have any memorabilia for sale. So if someone promotes or advertises or contacts you for services on my behalf, it is not legitimate." I am working to get this unfortunate situation resolved as quickly as possible, and I apologize to my fans that have been affected by this. Um, and there's there's quite there's quite a bit. Now Lawler goes on. He says a few weeks ago or a month or so ago, I got a letter from a lawyer who was representing a fan of mine, another guy who I've done some commission artwork for. In this letter, he explained that this fan had paid over $1,500 to my podcast host to his own PayPal account for artwork, but I was completely unaware of it. Then suddenly, maybe 6, 10, or 15 more fans came forward saying they also ordered commission artwork or some memorabilia, some raw worn shirts that this guy was selling basically online. 
He's taking money from people, and I never knew anything about it. So, you know, they weren't getting their artwork or their memorabilia. Finally, it all came to life, and this guy has now shut his phone off. I haven't had any contact with him since May 17th, and nobody can find him. Now, um, apparently, uh, there's some discrepancy on this because uh, somebody got a uh, screenshot from um, April where Jerry's girlfriend, Lauren, was told via Facebook that this scam was happening. So there's, up and up until this last week, uh, Dinner with the King Twitter account was still trying to make deals with fans. So not sure really what uh, what the situa what the situation is with this. Um, uh, uh, Jim, my name is Jason Lurie, goes on and says, here's the baffling part, which I don't get. In the interview, Jerry says he parted ways in December with Glenn. That means he was fired. Where did all my certified mails and legal letters go that were delivered to his house in March and May? Initially, Jerry Lawler told reporters that Glenn lived in the house and must have intercepted mail. Well, that makes no logical sense. You don't let your ex-agent live in your house. So now we have that into it if you fired him. Then he said that Glenn controlled his Twitter and Facebook account for a long time. I can't imagine Lauren, being younger and more tech savvy, being okay with this arrangement. So a lot, there are lots of holes in the story that need to be filled in. But we are making progress. Um, another fan tweeted out uh, speculation of Jerry's knowledge of the situation regarding the Cancer Foundation. Um, and uh, gentleman going by the uh, Twitter tag of at Steve ROL said, Glenn Moore started scamming this foundation in 2018. He was still scamming them in June 2019. Jerry Lawler was informed about Glenn doing this in April or earlier. Why wasn't Jerry fixing this and putting out a bulletin when he first confirmed the unlawful actions of Glenn? Um... Now, Jerry has stated that he will try to make things right with fans, but as of the date of this story, not one fan who has been scammed has been contacted in any way, shape, or form to correct the situation. Um, so when um, the uh, new Lawler podcast starts, um, maybe uh, the air will get cleared and find out uh, the truth about it. But uh, right now... Uh, Jerry's not saying anything. Uh, nobody can find this uh, Glenn Moore guy. It's just a uh, whole big mess. Um, if you are listening and you were scammed by Glenn Moore, uh, file a uh, report with uh, PayPal or if you used a credit card, um, file a uh, dispute with your credit card company. And also file a police report within your area. And then it will be forwarded to the uh, Memphis Police Department, or you can file a complaint with the FBI Cyber Crimes Unit. Um, now, I have I I have a connection that has a connection to Jerry, but I am not going to I am not going to put him in the middle of this. So we're so I am not going to go ahead and discuss that right now. So um, otherwise, on uh, more on more pleasant news, there have been there have been a uh, lot of uh, title changes over uh, the last uh, several days within within the within the wrestling industry. Um, for anybody who was not aware of it, at um, Bash at Bash at the Brewery, uh, the North captured the uh, Impact Tag Team titles from LAX, and uh, of course they 
success anniversary and during that um, match Santana uh, apparently appeared to suffer a very serious knee injury um, not quite sure whether or not it's legit yet um, there have been no uh, further reports at least at this point uh, out as far as um, whether uh, whether the uh, injury is part of a storyline or whether it uh, was in fact a legitimate injury so if we uh, find out about that uh, before we do the second half of our show tonight um, we'll uh, we'll let you know about that otherwise um, on a uh, subsequent broadcast we'll uh, go ahead and let you know the status of that uh, but that uh, was uh, one of the tag type one of the um, title changes also the MLW title changed hands on uh, Saturday night in uh, Cicero Illinois um, when uh, Jacob Fatu beat uh, Dirty Tom Lawler for the MLW uh, World Heavyweight Championship and so that was uh, that was the uh, that was the second one, and um, then there was also a uh, title change over in uh, Scotland that uh, we'll uh, talk about here in uh, just a moment. And at the ICW show, um, which this was a uh, tribute to. Adrian McCallum, a.k.a. Lionheart, who uh, we talked about on here uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, Casey Owens became the ICW Women's Champion. Now, there is also a video out that uh, you can find on um WrestlingNewsSource.com. Uh, I highly recommend that site for uh, up-to-date wrestling news and information. And it has, they have the video from the uh, tribute show um, showing the tribute video and the, uh, not only the finish, but uh, the aftermath of the uh, Lionheart tribute show. I will, um, not uh, spoil anything. I want you to actually go ahead and watch that watch that video. Um, I guarantee you that um, if you have a heart, you will have tears in your eyes over it. It is uh, quite a uh, touching piece indeed. Damien Sandow. Um, Aaron Haddad, also known as Aaron Rex, has made his return to the wrestling business. Um, he showed up at um, the uh, show that uh, was run at uh, the um, at uh, at uh, Massagua, Ontario. At uh, the Battle Arts Academy, which is the uh, school run by um, Santino Morella, um, during the during the event, um, Aaron turned on one of uh, the students, Timothy O'Connor, and announced that his new name was the. Millennial Slayer. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see um, what uh, whether whether that um, means he's heading back to the big time or at least trying to head back to the big time or what is going on. So <clears throat> the Millennial Slayer, A.K.A. Damien Sandow or Aaron Rex is back in the wrestling business. 
So, um, just have to see where that uh, where that leads to. Um, John Moxley, uh, he he is uh, his uh, return to being a free man is continuing. Um, this past uh, Friday night, um, Future Stars of Wrestling had an event called uh, Natural Born Killers out at uh, Samstown in Las Vegas, and uh, Killer Cross was the host. Now, um, Cross has been for uh, several weeks putting out videos where he has been going and calling Moxley out at various locations. Well, on uh, on Friday night, um, all of a sudden, John Moxley showed up, and when Moxley showed up, chaos followed. Um, he went and he beat the ever living, you know what, out of uh, Killer Cross. Um, went to a no contest, and then. After that, uh, they beat up all the security guards. So, quite a quite a deal there. Quite a deal there. Um, so, John Moxley is definitely back. Um, and uh, also, um, this past weekend, in addition to uh, Slammiversary, and uh, probably already know all the results to that, was the uh, first leg of the G1 tournament, which this time was held in uh, Dallas, Texas, in the American Airlines Arena. Now, it was not a complete sellout, but um, the seats where the real sight lines were were all filled with fans, and uh, they definitely were uh, were treated to a fantastic event. Um, and that was uh, that was run that was run on uh, um, Access TV um, next week. Well, this week coming up will be the uh, second um, event, the opening part of the B block of the G1. And uh, oh, uh, the, a lot of the big stars of uh, the Japanese scene have actually made their name coming out of the G1 tournament. So uh, definitely you want to keep a watch on that because the next big international star may be in one of the lower reigns of either A or B block. You'll just have to wait and see. So, all right, at this point uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take a uh, quick break. And then when we come back, we'll uh, go over some more news, and we will run down last night's Raw and SmackDown. You are listening to Live from the Dean's Den. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Get out of my way.
own idea for a podcast just like live from the dean's den but you've never figured out a way to do it yourself well it's real simple all you do is go to anchor.fm or you can go to your apple store or google play and download the easy to use anchor podcasting software you can add audio files you can add your own commercials and you can Bring in guests and listeners, and the best thing is it's all free. And you get your podcasts uploaded to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So join us at anchor.fm or download the software on your Apple Store or your Google Play, and make sure you join live from the Dean's Den and start your own podcast today. All right, and welcome back to Live from the Dean's Den. And we're going to start this uh, section with some uh, big news that has uh, just come up. Uh, Alberto Del Rio is going to go back into not the wrestling ring, but the octagon. He will be squaring off against UFC Hall of Famer Tito Ortiz in a fight for Combate America. Um, They don't have the uh, date or the venue yet, but that is going to be a uh, return to the uh, octagon for both Ortiz and Del Rio. Now, um... Last time out, we had uh, talked about uh, um, Booker T having withdrawn from uh, StarCast, apparently over the uh, situation um, with the WWE-AWE case. Now, this is is what... uh, um, now, this is Booker T saying this, so I'm not uh, going to offer any opinions as to whether or not this is factual. This is just Booker T's side of the story. Um, now, he's uh, speaking to uh, Brad Gilmore um, at the Hall of Fame podcast. Um, so, he says uh, to Brad, you and I were at the last StarCast, and we had a great time out in Vegas Fans were really awesome out at the autograph signing. It was a great experience for me. But I do remember after StarCast, and you and I were talking after the event, I said that I wasn't going to do a StarCast next time just because. I didn't just didn't think it was right for me to be working for WWE and being a StarCast. <clears throat> Conrad, as in Thompson, he texts me a date that he wants me to do an autograph signing on. That autograph signing was August 31st. That day was in Chicago. He told me all of that. What he didn't tell me was is that it was StarCast. I didn't know it was StarCast. I didn't find it out it was StarCast until you, Brad, texted me and said, Are you doing StarCast? And I was like, No, I'm not doing StarCast. And he replied, Well, they're advertising you. <clears throat> I immediately tweet out and say that I wasn't going to be doing StarCast because I did not know that the Conrad booking was StarCast because he did not say it was StarCast. He just said it was an autograph signing. So, um, 
and then goes then he goes on to say the WWE had zero to me with me not doing that booking. They did not pull me from it. As well as WWE is not scrambling to find somebody else because it was never a WWE booking. I was never supposed to be at StarCast from the beginning. Um, <clears throat> so, um, and then it goes on. Uh, he um, lays out some things against uh, Dave Meltzer. Um, so then Conrad uh, comes back and um, he says uh, and this has been kind of a uh, complaint over uh, the years with Dave Meltzer from both inside and outside the wrestling uh, industry <clears throat> he says Meltzer's report is inaccurate I don't work for AEW and have no power to book anyone StarCast is independent and we enjoyed Booker's appearance in Las Vegas I will miss him this time in Chicago, but look forward to working with him again sometime in the future. And that was on uh, Conrad's Twitter account. So um, that's that's what's going on. Now, speaking of uh, AEW, um, they um, obviously, of course, the speculation as to what night their show is going to air has been running around, especially since um, AEW has tr trademarked both Tuesday Night Dynamite and Wednesday Night Dynamite. Um, so uh, Jim Ross was on uh, Steve Austin's uh, show, and he noted that most likely uh, AEW will be on Wednesday night because Turner typically broadcasts NBA games on Tuesday. And Ross says, I'm not sure exactly the date, I've heard two or three stories. It's early October. I think it's going to be on a Wednesday night, but that's not been confirmed to me. Tuesday and Thursday are big basketball nights on TNT, and we sure as don't want to dance around the basketball schedule. Logically, by process of elimination, it looks like it's going to be Wednesday. We'll see. So, um, so at least at this point, it doesn't look like there will be a... Uh, a Tuesday night uh, wrestling show anywhere at this point. Um, still up in the air as far as the uh, impact switch over to access uh, as far as a date, let alone what uh, night it is going to be on. So just have to kind of wait and see how everything is, uh, is happening on that. Um, now, uh, Major League Wrestling also uh, with another story. Um, MLW Fusion will be uh, seen Saturday nights at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific on PlayStation View's live TV streaming service via BN Sports. So... Um, for those of you who don't have uh, cable and want to watch MLW Live, you can watch it on PlayStation View. So, there you go. There you go with that one. Um, and then, uh, then uh, Jerome Young, New Jack is going to be releasing a memoir in November and it's going to be titled uh, New Jack Memoir of a Pro Wrestling Extremist uh, co-written with uh, Jason Norman and will feature a uh, forward from another uh, ECW original The Blue Meanie so um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what his take is on various um, you know, situations that uh, occurred during that time and maybe he'll uh, even open up a little bit about the uh, 
times with uh, Jim Cornette and Smoky Mountain Wrestling when he was uh, along with um, as part as part of the uh, um, tag team there. So um, now this is uh, this is what's happening for uh, this Saturday for um, AEW's uh, Fight for the Fallen. Uh, so there will be, um, of course, uh, Cody and Dustin against the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega against SEMA, uh, Hangman uh, Page against Kip Sabian, Allie versus Brandy Rhodes, a uh, six-man tag with uh, Joey Janela, Darby Allen, and Jimmy Havoc, Facing MJF, Sean Spears, and Sammy Guevara. The Lucha Brothers will be uh, facing off against SoCal Uncensored. And then uh, Chris Jericho will be appearing with a quote-unquote live mic. So that, uh, that should be uh, definitely quite interesting. Now... Um, Going ahead and uh, going on, we'll uh, talk a little bit about uh, Monday about uh, Monday Night Raw, and then uh, a little bit about SmackDown. So, uh, of course, at the uh, at the beginning, and this is the nice thing, not getting those uh, twenty minute talk segments prior to even having the first match. Um. So at the uh, beginning, uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch uh, defeat Andrade and uh, Zelina Vega. And, of course, uh, Lynch uh, beating Vega first and then uh, going out and attacking Lacey Evans, who was sitting out in the crowd. After the match, um, Rollins and Lynch were attacked by uh, Corbin and Evans from up on the ramp. And then uh, as they're laying there, Paul Heyman walks down looks at them and continues to walk towards the ring. And then <clears throat> Paul Heyman, and uh, once again, we know why Paul Heyman is a uh, master on the microphone. He has led to a lot of talk, and he says that Brock Lesnar will cash in his money in the bank contract at Extreme Rules against either the WWE Champion or the Universal Champion, or he may not. So, we still don't know at this point whether Lesnar is going to show up on Sunday or he won't. Um, the Usos and The Miz defeat uh, the Revival Elias in a uh, two-out-of-three falls match. Um, Drake Maverick and his uh, wife, Renee Michelle, are backstage, and uh, she is complaining about him uh, and the and running around with the title. But uh, all of a sudden, he has to take off because, of course, out comes the uh, pack running after him to go after that belt. Uh, Rey Mysterio comes out, issues an open challenge, which is answered by uh, Bobby Lashley, who uh, demolishes him. Cesaro beats um, No Way Jose. Then there's that uh, strange ice cream and pickle segment with uh, Mike and Maria. Uh, then you get the uh, twin studio uh, set up between... Uh, Bailey and Nikki Cross, where Bailey's once again trying to tell Nikki that Alexa's using her, and Nikki defends Alexa and gets on her and everything. Um, then uh, the Viking Raiders in a uh, squash match. After that, um, Ricochet defeats Luke Gallows. AJ Mike gets AJ Styles gets on the mic and challenges him to face Carl Anderson, and he defeats Carl Anderson. And the three of them uh, 
continue to go ahead and uh, beat Ricochet down. Um, so then um, Bailey uh, defeats Sarah Logan in the uh, first beat the clock match. And then um, Nikki Cross defeats Dana Brooke and beats Bailey's time and then announces that the match on Sunday will be her and Alexa in a two-on-one handicap. And then, um, of course, uh, the running plot line all through Monday night was that uh, Shane was going to pick Roman Reigns' partner. And so he picks this maintenance guy and tells him, you know, you come on out wearing a mask and all of that. And don't worry about anything and we'll take care of you. Well... Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre come out, Reigns and the mm, Garbage Man come out. They wind up beating the Garbage Man, although uh, he suddenly surprised them by actually being able to do some quite amazing wrestling moves. And then after it's over, uh, the Garbage Man takes his mask off to reveal that he is none other than Cedric Alexander. So, they didn't quite get their little plot off. And then, um, SmackDown Live opens up uh, with the uh, parking lot brawl between uh, Dolph Ziggler and Kevin Owens. And Owens is uh, told by Shane to uh, leave the building and he's canceling out the uh, main event. And uh, if uh, you notice when they pull him apart, uh, um, Ziggler must have accidentally popped Owens because uh, his lip is bleeding. So then uh, Owens comes in. He starts off uh, on one mic uh, talking uh, trash about Shane. Shane comes out, cuts that mic off. He picks up another mic, continues to talk trash about Shane. Shane Finally gets the sound guy to find which mic that was, cuts that off. Um, he then proceeds to take one of the headsets, cuts and keeps cutting the promo um, until finally he's uh, chased out by uh, security. Then um, the uh, opening contest, uh, um, Shinsuke Nakamura defeats Intercontinental Champion Finn Balor. Uh, non-title match, so um, that will uh, be heading out for um, Extreme Rules. Bailey and uh, Nikki Cross have their uh, contract signing, at which uh, Cross tells Bailey that uh, Alexa's promised her that when they defeat her, they will be co-champions. So. Not sure where this is headed, whether um, they're going to have uh, Bailey retain over um, Nikki so that Alexa can blame Nikki for the loss and then have the two of them feud, or whether um, they're going to have Cross beat Bailey and then Alexa says, no, we're not co-champions. I'm the champion, and then they feud that way. But uh, I think one way or another, you're going to uh, see a split up between Alexa and Nikki come Sunday night. <clears throat> so uh, Nikki Cross then uh, does defeat uh, Carmella in a singles match. Then you get a backstage segment with... Uh, uh, the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kairi Sane and Paige, mm -hmm. confronting the Iconics about a title match, uh, including that uh, wicked slap by Paige. So um, they say that will be coming up soon. So don't know whether they might uh, pull a surprise and throw that uh, into Sunday or not. Um, then you get a uh, tag team summit which is basically a uh, 
promo cutting battle between um, New Day, Heavy Machinery, Brian and Rowan. Um, then comes the uh, triple threat match, which um, halfway through the match, they, uh, the referee kicks out uh, all of the uh, partners out on the outside after um, Tucker Knight and uh, Big E get into it out on the floor. Uh, then um, Otis uh, picks up uh, the win, uh, pinning Xavier Woods. Then you get the uh, backstage segment with uh, Amber Moon, uh, Sonya Deville, and Mandy Rose. And so next week, Moon and either a challenger or in a handicap match will face off against uh, Deville and Rose. Then the uh, um, latest Ali segment is played. Then you get the uh, sit-down with uh, Aleister Black, where it's eventually revealed that uh, Cesaro is going to be the person that's going to face him at Extreme Rules on Sunday. Then a uh, strange segment with uh, Shelton Benjamin um, when the question is asked if it should have been Dolph Ziggler instead of Kofi Kingston, where... All he does is uh, roll his eyes. Um, then, uh, earlier on, uh, Samoa Joe had cut a uh, promo on uh, Kofi Kingston. And then uh, there was a uh, return promo by Kofi. So, um, then uh, the uh, main event, uh, Roman Reigns and uh, Dolph Ziggler with Elias Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon out uh, there and uh, then eventually that winds up uh, where uh, Kevin Owens uh, helps out uh, Reigns by giving a stunner to McMahon and then uh, Reigns uh, winning after the spear. So that is uh, everything that uh, has happened uh, this week. Um, it'll be interesting to uh, see if uh, we get um, what type of numbers that uh, Fight for the Fallen and um, Evolve uh, do against each other. So we'll just have to wait and see how that, uh, how that all turns out. So that's it for uh, this week's edition of uh, Lives from the Dean's Den. I am the uh, Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane. If you uh, have any questions or uh, want uh, to uh, make a comment on uh, Anchor, there's a uh, way you can uh, deliver messages and I will hear them. Otherwise, you can uh, email me at thedeansden at protonmail.com. That's thedeansden at protonmail.com. So, uh, thank you uh, very much for listening. Um, we hope you'll uh, keep listening every week as there will be uh, more new and exciting stuff uh, going on as uh, the wrestling world continues. So once again, I am the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane. You know what time it is. Wash out your glasses. Turn off the lights. Close the door. We'll see you next week.